Our New Testament reading comes from the Gospel according to Matthew. And we continue to read where we stopped last week, Matthew chapter 5. It's still part of the Sermon on the Mount. It follows the Beatitudes that we talked about last Sunday. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. Let us listen to God's word for us today. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Sovereign God, we gather as a community to worship you in spirit and in truth. Open our understanding by the power of the Holy Spirit, that as the word is proclaimed, we may receive holy wisdom to understand the gifts you have bestowed on us. May we resist empty actions. Let our rituals and routines hold meaning and connect us to you. May we seek an encounter with you to receive your revelation and be transformed, healed, and renewed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what kind of difference do you make in the world? What kind of difference do you make in the places that you work, or the schools that you attend, or even in the place that you live with a spouse or someone else? It seems to me, brothers and sisters, that As Christians, we have become used to the fact that we um, live like everybody else and that very few people see a difference in us and experience some change wherever we live every day. I think that may be part of the reason that churches are losing their, their place in society. That Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church is surely not that mega church with the three and a half thousand members or the 2,800 members that some people believed once we had. But I don't think it's only our history and behavior that caused the church to shrink in numbers and people to leave the church. But I think it's the same fate that befell the churches in the United States, especially established churches. That's happening to churches worldwide. And we, brothers and sisters, live in a time in which all the traditional values and the practices from earlier generations are questioned by a new generation. And if people find that something doesn't have practical value for them, They simply dump these practices and values. 
And if they find out that belonging to a congregation and coming to worship on Sundays have no effect on people, they start questioning the very God that we profess to believe in. Traditional Christian ways of doing things and living life and doing church and worship has less and less value even in 2023. And churches have lost and are losing about all this social power and influence on upcoming generations. And I think it's good as the people who call themselves follower of followers of Jesus the Christ, if you go and you read the Gospels, you will find out that power and authority is not something that belongs among them. That the church as such is not supposed to have any power. That doesn't mean that Christians in the world doesn't have influence. I mean, what, what will bring a new generation? What will bring young people and children to attend church and participate in the ministries of Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church and of any other church? Or maybe the question this morning is more, in a changing and changed world, what does it mean to be disciples of Jesus the Christ? Or how are we supposed then to live if we have to make a difference or want to make a difference. Now last week we listened to the Beatitudes and Jesus described the people around him and called them blessed, the poor and the people who mourn and those who are meek and to remember the rest of the list, those who work for justice. But Jesus also promised that it will be different for them in a coming dispensation, in a coming reign of God, that it will be different for us with everything that's happening in life. And so to give us a little theological resource to respond to our questions about how we're supposed to live, Matthew added these few short verses after his Beatitudes. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. And we all know about salt and how we use it for various purposes. How we use it especially for preserving and flavoring food. And I'm sure many of you have heard quite a few sermons on Christians being salt that gives flavor to the world. Or that we have to live in such a way that we preserve what is good in this life. But you also have heard about the dangers of losing your saltiness. You see, in the old world... Salt was often in a short supply. And so to eat salt with somebody got the meaning of sharing a meal and sharing your life, sharing your goods with someone. But I think Matthew had something totally different in mind. Do you remember that he was writing for the Jews, for a Jewish audience? And these Jews knew the role of salt in the ritual offerings the role of salt in their practice of their faith. And they knew the role of salt in connection with the covenant 
which God had made for the Israelites. If you go back to Leviticus chapter 2, we read, You shall season all your cereal offerings with salt. You shall not let the salt of the covenant with your God be lacking from your cereal offering. In Numbers chapter 18, this covenant is called a covenant of salt. And I think Matthew refers to that. That, I want, that he wanted to say that people who follow Jesus the Christ becomes God's covenant for this world. Do you remember that God has covenanted with this world to always be present and always be at work and always be in the church and through the church in the world? And now Jesus calls us God's covenant for this world as we continue to set up something of God's coming kingdom and the kingdom that is already here but is not yet here as we work for the coming of the kingdom of God. Can I say when we continue to live and to work like this, then we become an attractive community. Then Jesus says we become a community that cannot be hid from the world, like a city on a hill that can be seen in the dark from far away. A city streaming with light. And like this big white church in the old village, a community becomes a place where people are welcomed because God's people have eyes and heart for people in need where people, old and young, welcome those who are outside, welcome newcomers, welcome those who long to get the old days back, but also those people who live into the future. So we continue to welcome people, and we see the result of what we are doing Sunday mornings in a diversified attendance in worship. But the salt, losing its saltiness, many years ago when I was a senior at school, I also had chemistry. And uh, in the hubris of my senior year chemistry, I asked our pastor, how can that happen? I know chemistry, salt doesn't change. In the end, I gave up because he tried to spiritualize this issue. But I think Matthew may have said something of the final judgment. You know, that time when everything will be different for those who are mourn and those who are poor and the meek. Maybe had something of that in mind. When he said we should be afraid of not losing our saltiness and being thrown out. But in the same time also saying it's not possible. People who believe in Jesus Christ makes a difference. Lives a difference. Because they live with a value added to their lives. And Matthew continues with this thought where Jesus told the disciples, you are the light of the world, to give us a key, under a key to understand the passage. You remember that Matthew is closely related and closely linked to the prophet Isaiah in many places. So again, he uses Isaiah 42 where God, in the words of Isaiah, said to Israel, I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations. 
Israel, brothers and sisters, as people, was called to model God's covenantal ways. Being merciful, accepting people, sharing food, journeying together. That's what God's people were called to do in this world so that they would be a blessing to all people. God comes in the church, through the church into the world. God can never be kept here. God's blessings on us is not for us to hold onto and to hang onto. Because in the same way that Israel has been called to represent God in the world, God calls the followers of Jesus the Christ to model God's covenantal ways to be a light to non-believers. And not only the first century disciples, but every one of us, brothers and sisters, the church today must be the light among all the communities in which we find ourselves. The places that you work, the places that you go to school, the stores that you shop in, the person that you live with, Congregations are to light up neighborhoods because the purpose of a lamp is to light up a place. We must light up this community through our presence and through our love and our welcoming and, and whatever we do here. How? How do we become light? question that we try to answer over three weekends in this past weekend is for what is Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church known in the old village? For what are we known brothers and sisters in Mount Pleasant and in Charleston Atlantic Presbytery? And when people talk about Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church what do they say about us? I don't think we have yet answered the question but I put it to all of you to start thinking about it. But I do know that we are known as people who do good works and people who make a difference. The question is if we are known for covenantal acts of love and mercy and justice and being welcoming. And then not to get in God's good books or in the people's good books, but because we are already in God's good books. Our names are written in the book of life in the terms of Revelation. We know we do not earn a place in the kingdom of God or get to sit on the left and right hand of Jesus just because we do better works than other people. But we know that we respond to all these things in God's call to make a difference because we are being called blessed by Jesus. Blessed to having the gift of the citizenship in God's new kingdom that is here now and is still to come. Salt and light, go back and look at your homes. does make a difference. Do make a difference in our lives. Salt and light, do make a difference in the world. We have light. We are light. Let us live as light, remembering that we represent a salt covenant, being salt for the world. Because, because God promised to be here ever, forever in this world, be present through the church, because we already, brothers and sisters, make a difference. Amen.